It's time for another episode of Tucson Means Business, featuring Tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world. And now your host, Mark Bishop. Yes, and welcome to another Tucson Means Business. And it does mean business. We've got wonderful businesses in our fair city. And this show depicts, well, bigger companies, medium, small, one-offs, whatever. But we always admire people that are doing a wonderful job, getting the job done, as we say. And on top of that, have wonderful businesses that they've built from absolute nothing up to where they are today. And I'm lucky I have two lovely ladies in the studio with me. Uh, the first, my very first special guest, uh, was married after college and had two beautiful children. She also had a successful construction business before the crash of 2008. And everything changed after that, Carol. It's a big welcome to Carol Johnson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. And before I forget, too, I must say how lucky we are because this show is now sponsored, Carol, by the 49ers Golf and Country Club that features the wonderful Rincon Girl as well. So we're lucky to be here. Now, you ended up becoming a single mom suddenly. You got cancer, then you divorced. I mean, is this all around the time of... uh, the crash of 2008, I mean, when that happened, everything changed for you, apparently. Absolutely. The marriage went downhill along with <laughs> the economy. Well, we're going to learn all about that and what happened and how you got up and what you did, because I would love to introduce you to Deborah Munoz Chacon. Chacon? Yes. <laughs> Munoz Chacon. Chacon. See, I was pretty close, you wasn't I? very close, yes. Munoz Chacon, Deborah. She is the owner of a wonderful business here in Tucson called Sonoran Oasis Landscaping. Welcome. Thank you. Lovely to have you. Um, Sonoran Oasis Landscaping, uh, it's had over 20 years of experience. Uh, She has had over 20 years of experience in the landscape industry in southern Arizona, and that's saying something because, you know, let's face it, we're unique here. We're not back east. And Deborah started Sonoran Oasis Landscaping in 2005, That's going back a bit to bring a a woman's perspective to the landscape industry in Tucson. Okay, so what was wrong with it before that? Can you elaborate a little on that, Deborah? Why did we need a woman's perspective? Well, the landscape industry, not only in Tucson, but all over the country, is male-dominated. And men do things a certain way. And I actually ran the administrative end of a management company that had a landscape division. And I ran the landscape division. And I could see some things that I would definitely do differently. And I had an opportunity to start my own business and I knew that it was the right time for a woman to step into the landscape industry and make some changes. Well, that's pretty gutsy, isn't it, when you think about it? Uh, You're an international society of uh, arboriculture, a certified arborist, a member of the City of Tucson's Landscape Advisory Committee, and a member of the Pima County Extension Center's Smartscapes Program Committee. Yes. Correct? Absolutely. My word. All right. Now, can you elaborate a little bit on those? Just just tell our listeners, uh, for those that don't know, they may have read about them but not been involved a little. Tell me. Tell us a little bit about them. Okay. Absolutely. Well, what we do with the um, International Society of Arboriculture, you have to go through rigorous classes and a test to actually become a certified arborist. 
And it really sets a small business apart because typically certified arborists either only do tree work, only do consulting work, or work for very large companies. So for me to have a small business and have that certification is a really big deal, especially in Tucson. Well done. A big pat on the back, Carol, I would say. Hmm? Oh, absolutely. Another woman of power. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We're going to come back, and before we get, you know, into the very green world, Deborah, uh, I did want to touch on some accolades. You were finalist for the 2007 National Enterprising Woman of the Year Award, winner of the 2006 uh, Small Business Association Minority Enterprise Development Service Firm Award, and you were also a finalist for Total Landscape Care Magazine's 2014 Landscaper of the Year Award. Am I right on that? Yes, and I believe that... Those types of awards set my business apart from many other small businesses in town, and those had a lot of meaning to us and I think really helped my business to grow. Well, we're going to cover those when we come back because I want to go a little further in depth about them because what are they really and and, uh, how important were they to you? and why you think you won them, so we'll come back on that. I want to come back to Carol. You realized you needed to get back on your feet. You went through hell. You you had this 2008 factor. You got divorced. You got cancer. Uh, I mean, is there anything else can be thrown at you at that time? <laughs> I'm sure there's a few more things that, you know, we only have an hour here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remarried as part of a blended family, but you learned a life lesson, and I think there's a few uh, listeners that uh, might take something from what you've got to share here with us. Right. Um, What I realized after becoming a blended family is that it's very important for not only the couple to heal, but as the children as well, because everybody contributes to the family and everybody brings their baggage. So if everybody was fully healed, it it would make life a little easier. (laughs) Well, for someone listening, you know, to the podcast now, Carol, why was the experience so difficult? For blending families? Mm, Overall. Um, I think it's just the different personalities. Um, We teach a class at the church called the Smart Step Family, and it goes through the steps as to why it's so chaotic. But it it has to do mainly with um, the fact that you have several different personalities, whether they be children or adults, and um, everybody's raised differently. You have different parenting techniques from each household now because sometimes there's more than one household involved, and then you deal with everybody um, in that situation as well. Do you think it's a good idea if there's going to be a blended family marriage coming up in a situation? Do you think there's a sit-down-and-talk-together as two different families share likes, dislikes, things that concern them, this, that, you know? That would be super helpful, but in most cases that's not going to happen because the original couple that got divorced are not always on good speaking terms so to bring in a new family into that doesn't always happen but of course that would be ideal yeah it would be an interesting experience wouldn't it deborah oh absolutely (laughs) i don't think i could handle that because of your experience though carol you do have a passion to help others through their struggles and uh, you work with them on self-care setting boundaries and communication and uh, you're in business, you give your clients the tools to help build their confidence and take care of themselves, having healthy relationships around them. Because this particular business, if I didn't mention it before, it's called Successful Solutions. All right, she's a, a second chances coach. And that's Carol Johnson's business itself, Successful Solutions. That's a good name if you do get solutions for these people. 
that's the ideal. <laughs> and you get results. I, sometimes I, I hear that. solutions, but usually successful. Well, as a second chances coach, you know, with your company, you work with women that have been divorced or some type of transition, right? Correct. Uh, where they lost their self-esteem and they drive for life. You know, that's murder because men go through that too, you know. Absolutely. Uh, what, what's the main thing that you find that you are teaching them? Out of all the nasties out there, what, what's the most prominent? So, as you mentioned, um, self-care is huge. So, most women and some men have trouble taking care of themselves because they want to help everyone around them first. But if you don't have the um, the tools and the energy to take care of the others around you, you know, you're not doing anybody any good because mm. you really need to take care of yourself so you have the energy to take care of your loved ones. Incidentally, Deborah, if anything you know rings a bell with you, you can chime in on it, <laughs> won't you? Okay. Okay. It, it sure does. You're not here for your good looks. You know that, all right? <laughs> no, no. I actually, uh, I actually started my business after going through a divorce, and I was in the process of planning my second wedding. You know, my second mm -hmm. marriage, my wedding, and. Uh, at the same time as starting my business. And so two months from each other, you know, I started the business and then we got married two months later and trying to get through everything that goes oh, into boy, both oh of those. Boy, oh boy. It oh, was yeah. very challenging. It's chaotic, yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> sure. Well, that's probably why you're so organized with your business, Deborah. I mean, let's look a little closer uh, at the awards, the National Enterprising Woman of the Year Award, firstly. Uh, where and how? Who runs this thing? Uh, that's Enterprising Women Magazine. They actually run the awards, and it's a national magazine for women business owners. So it was very exciting because I had only been in business a couple of years at that point. Right. And uh. it's actually it was actually sponsored by Disney World. So we all went to Disney World, all the finalists, and we got together, and the award ceremony was held there, and we were all. Um, recognized in the magazine so they actually had a spread on everybody oh boy that would have been a thrill it was you're from a little old texan <laughs> <laughs> yes i had never been to florida before i've never been to florida how yeah. about that and here you are being featured in a national magazine right. it, you know just being able to be around these other high-powered successful women you know, it was such a, a big deal to me. I bet you it would have well good on that one. Now, the 2006 SBA, the Small Business mm -hmm. Association Minority Enterprise Development Service Firm Award. Uh, what about that one? That's a local award, and it's for minority business owners. I'm Hispanic, as well as being a woman business owner. So for that one... I felt like it really helped to highlight what we're doing as a Hispanic company as well as a woman business-owned company. And so both of those things, I think, really helped my business because it is based in southern Arizona. And so we got exposure that allowed us to be recognized and to be sought out by um by companies and by prospects that we probably wouldn't otherwise have been. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, if that's not enough, um, well, you also got, uh, you were a finalist, actually, in the Total Landscape Care Magazine's 2014 Landscaper of the Year Award. That was the national magazine I think we talked about. Yes. If that's not enough, Sonoran Oasis Landscaping was the 2008 winner of the SBA's Sassy Award for environmental awareness. And they were the winner of the 2006 Arizona Landscape Contractors Association Commercial Maintenance Award, 
for the $75,000 to $150,000 type budget project and a winner of the 2015 ALCA Commercial Maintenance Judges Award. And that's a $25,000 to a $50,000 project. When we talk money like this, Deborah, I'm visualising beautiful backyards. Or are we talking commercial business landscaping? We're talking homeowners association. Homeowners? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the whole association? Yes. When they first develop the property? No, this is maintenance. So this these are ongoing, are, right? Yes, these are ongoing projects that we do, and they send someone out from the Arizona Landscape Contractors Association to look at your projects and to uh, meet with you and your employees, and you get an opportunity to show the type of work that you're doing. So that really showed what we were doing as a company and the type of work and the quality that we do. And I put a lot of myself into my business, and to be recognized for something like this was just a really great honor. Well, good on you. I mean, truth, is there anything, Carol? She hasn't won, I wonder. <laughs> uh, you're also a speaker. Uh, you offer consulting services for all aspects of desert landscaping. And your book, and you brought it in. It's a beautiful little thing. Uh, getting the most out of your desert landscape. I have. I've ripped everything out and stones everywhere. How horrible. <laughs> oh, Had you written anything before this? No, that was just really a labor of love and something that I wanted to do to help my prospects and clients so that they would understand desert landscaping Mm -hmm. because many of them come from other parts of the country. They do, don't they? There's a story about where too many Easterners come (laughs) and they want to have lawns and everything they had back there and they also bring all the rotten pollen with them and God knows what else, don't they? Yes, (laughs) we've been asked to do some interesting things. (laughs) You're welcome. We love you here in Tucson. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, but you know, it is a desert environment. And it's very, very different. This book, by the way, uh, if I had video here, which will be soon, you will um, be able to get it on what, Amazon? Yes, it is on Amazon as a Kindle download, and you can also purchase it as a paperback. Fabulous. Getting the most out of your desert landscaping. Because you have no doubt, if you have visited our beautiful city, uh, or maybe you're moving here and you're driving around, there are tons of homes that really have beautiful landscaping so you can have the best of both worlds you just have to be a little bit careful and that's a new york times uh maybe it'll be a bestseller what do you think oh that would be wonderful (laughs) (laughs) uh dear 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 sonora landscaping all right carol i want to come back on you okay all right we're going to get serious here Uh all right second chances coach with successful solutions Working with women, divorce, self-esteem, there seems to be so many of that, so many, you know, poor devils suffering that. Uh, I've heard that you're great at encouraging and uplifting people, helping them to see their true potential. You must really enjoy giving people hope again, truly. I do. But it's not false hope, right? No. No, because we all have that peace inside of us where we should be loving ourselves and most people don't, so I just want to give them a little encouragement and help them see the beauty inside of them because mm-hmm. they don't, especially after going through divorce or something tragic like that. So, um, Facebook.com, I think you're on that. Yes, yeah, successful. So I think it's Facebook.com/slash Successful Solutions Tucson. 
Correct. All right, that's where people can find you more then. All yes, right. Absolutely. Now, I know that's, that's your mainstay. You're a very busy entrepreneur and uh, a CEO of your own company. Well done. But your latest endeavor is becoming managing director. You're another one. If that's not enough, yes. you've got to have more. <laughs> of course. What is it with you, Lot? <laughs> e Women Network. Never heard of them. Who are they? <laughs> not, not much. Not true. Now, you're one of the biggest and the best, I hear. You're here in Tucson, the big chapter. And uh, you've been a member for a while. How long? In I've been a member for over eight years. Okay. Yep. So you've learned your stripes. Yes. Or earned your stripes, as they say. <laughs> so you put your hand up for the managing director position. <laughs> I did. I put my name in the hat. Because they don't pay you a lot. I mean, it's not for profit, right? Um, it's not exactly. Um, it's kind of like owning a franchise, I guess you could say. But it's... Um, Everything is run through the corporate office, right, and right. we um, we have two different events that we do each month. So we um, we okay. we have a structure to follow for each of those events. Okay, not exactly a franchise, but something a not bit exactly. unique in, in right. its style. Right. Eight years, okay. Um, it's where you go to get support, get lifted up yourself. Yep. Because you need motivation, like of anybody course. else, right? <laughs> uh, you know, after all, the motto. Lift as we climb is the motto for eWomen Network. Yes. Is it not? Yep. And you want to see uh, the passion of eWomen Network continue to grow and build others up. Have you heard of eWomen, Deborah? Oh, yes, I have. I've actually attended a few of the luncheons and am hoping to join when I have a little bit more time from all the other things I'm doing. Yeah, you're football running a company. What do women do? I know, guys, for me, it's a round of golf if I can get it in, although I play badly. It's at least without (laughs) there with the green grass and the birdies. When it's not too hot, there's some birds around, you know. But um, not like Australia, I can tell you. We've got beautiful little birdies over there, (laughs) tons of them. Even with the fires, thank God, uh, we've still got them. But what do you do, Deborah, to relax, to turn off? Well, I have five grandchildren, so they take up a lot of my free time, as I (laughs) I like to say. But, you know, being a business owner, one of the reasons that I got into business on my own was because I wanted to be able to have my own schedule because I do love spending time with my family and my grandkids. Right. And so they're the majority of what we do. You know, I love to travel with my husband. I mean, that's a great way to relax. Oh, so you've remarried, of course. That's the thing. And what does he do? Is he in the business with you? No, he's absolutely not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Do you no. get that, Carol? Absolutely not, right. He's, he's it's usually a... better that way. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> no, he's actually a nurse at a local hospital. Okay. So wow. he, he works with women all day, and all I work right. with mainly men. Mainly men. <laughs> so Fair you're done idea. by the end of the day, each of yes. you. <laughs> yes. You had enough. Do you talk at all at the end of the day? <laughs> you just plumb down in the chairs. So how many grandchildren? You look too young to have how many grandchildren? Five. Nah, no way. Hey, Carol? No way. I know. No I way. don't believe it. See, that's what getting working out with the plants and the fresh air, that's what it does for you. Yeah. It keeps you young, right? Looking good. It does. You know, it sounds like, uh, Carol, that you do love connecting people and creating strategic partnerships. This eWomen Network thing is, uh, it's, your, it's a passion now. It's my new baby. It's your new baby. <laughs> By the way, if you women listening, um, HTTP, oh, look, www.ewomennetwork.com, uh, you know, slash chapters, slash Tucson-581. We'll give that again a little bit later anyway. Tons on the site to read about. And, and to, oh, you yes. know, if you want to join and follow there's you up and so all the rest of it. There's so much on there. Um, there's different ways to connect. There's resources. There's lots of stuff on the, the website of eWomenNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. 
Tell me about the type of women that join a network like that. So most of the time, it's going to be somebody that's an entrepreneur and they are looking to build their business. So eWomen Network is a, a complete success system. So it's not just about um, networking and finding people to do business with. It's about building relationships and it's about just um, finding strategic partners and really just supporting each other. Sandra Yancey is amazing. She does sip, tip, and talk. Ah, uh, yes, Sandra. She uh, is awesome about lifting others. She started talk. this when? How many years ago now? Uh, it's been 20 years. This is our 20 years. Wow. Year. Well, yeah. And, yeah. Another Hispanic lady. Yes. With the hotspot to do something. Yes. And get it done. Absolutely. Full credit to her. Yes. Well done. So, you know, there are a lot of... Um, now, how do I say this? Because I, I don't want to be a, you know, a downer with the whole thing, because I'm not. I, I think it's a wonderful network. Yes. And I even have a couple of clients here who have shows mm -hmm. who are in the network, and, and I see how positive they are and the things that they do, so I respect it implicitly. But there are other things out there that really, they don't do the same thing, do they, in, in the way of support and uplifting. It's more about just straight out the business thing, right? It just depends on the group. Some groups are more about networking and really just doing business together. And other groups like this one are more about bringing in speakers to get the information out to you and really just building those relationships and and you know, helping each other. It's basically like what we said, lift as we climb. Lift as we climb. Give, always, uh, give first, share always is their other motto. You, um, ironically, it's often when people come into the studio to do a show, some, most in Tucson, six degrees of separation, have met before. Yes. You had met Deb, as it turned out. We, oh, yes. we have, yes. <laughs> in a very interesting situation, Oh, yeah, there's too. a story there. Oh, I mean, these are stories. I love stories. <laughs> Sonoran Oasis Landscaping has been in business for 15 years, specializes in using native desert vegetation and low water use irrigation practices mm, for sustainable landscapes. Now, it really sounds like, Deborah, that you bring your love of the desert environment and background in arboriculture and uh, knowledge of the desert vegetation and sustainable landscaping practices really to helping clients enjoy their outdoor spaces. I guess you must get a million questions. Oh, look, will I ever run out of water living here in the desert? <laughs> Along those lines, how do you handle that topic? Well, you know, I named the company Sonoran Oasis because that's what I am hoping that I help to create in town with the work that we do. And absolutely, it's important that we're using native vegetation and that we're conserving our water and that we're helping our pollinators and our animals as well. I mean, mm -hmm. look at the bee population. Mm -hmm. It's declining so much, and we absolutely need them. And there are ways that you can incorporate plants that will help them and other pollinators. There's definitely easy ways to save on water. And, of course, if you're saving water, you're saving money. And who doesn't want to do that? Yes. So clients yes. often ask, you know, what can I do? And it, like I said, it's not like anywhere else in the country. You know, and you get people who come in and they'll ask you about planting things that they have planted back east and it just doesn't work here. But you right. can still get, you know, a great looking landscape using what we have here. And, and just look at the 
desert environment mm-hmm. and you can get mm-hmm. great ideas. A dumb question. Because they bring stuff from the east, it's more than just a, a lot of sun to try and um, duplicate what you have there, isn't it? It's, it's, there's a lot more involved when you're coming to landscaping. Yes, and I mean, especially dealing with, as we've had right now, the really cold weather, and then you get into the summertime, it's 110 plus degrees, Mm -hmm. it can be really difficult and hard on plants. So you have to plant the right plants, know what you're doing, otherwise you're going to end up with a lot of dead plants and unhappy clients. Yeah, well, it happened to me, not knowing when I first moved here. Um, I didn't know you had to rush out and cover things with sheets all over the place. (laughs) Oh, yes. I get tired of that like anybody else would. There's got to be a new invention, Deborah, something. I don't know what you can do. Maybe they can go down on the ground or something when there's a freeze night because (laughs) that's a bit of a bore having to go out and cover everything, isn't it? In everybody's yard, you see the plant covers. Mm -hmm. And are there specific plant covers today manufactured for that reason? Yes. You can purchase them at Home Depot and Ace and other Yeah, you got them too? I have plants that do okay without being covered. Ah, your sense. Well, see, you don't, you know, <laughs> you don't recommend any of the darn landscape. things that need covering. I, I don't want to go out and cover <laughs> plants myself. There you go. <laughs> you serve metropolitan Tucson and surrounding areas. Uh, you specialize in helping homeowners associations and residential clients with all their landscaping needs. So you must have a quality staff. Yes. How did you find them? Well, you know, started with me. Uh, you know, I was the first one. I'm a certified arborist, so we try to have the different certifications that set us apart from other small landscape businesses. I um, have a license to do chemical spraying through the state of Arizona Department of Agriculture. I have a Rainbird certified irrigation tech on staff, and all of our employees go through the University of Arizona Extension Center Smartscapes program. So we build professionalism into our staff, definitely. And it takes a certain type of person to want to work in this business in Tucson because of the elements. I mean, you have Mm -hmm. to want to be outside because otherwise you're not going to work outside in 114 degrees. I'm surprised anybody's allowed to work out there in (laughs) in Australia when it gets to a certain height. That's it. They all walk off the job, go to the pub. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) We start really early in the morning. (laughs) That's the only way to do it. Yes. So working with a desert landscape is very different from working with landscapes in other parts of the country. I've been to some places in the U.S., but nowhere near what I'd like to do. But when I look on, you know, on television or documentaries and I see the beautiful Washington uh, estate uh, greenery up Mm -hmm. there and then there's other country and the gorgeous, uh, uh, what, autumns back east, you know, with those things, I think, wow, you know, how pretty and how beautiful it is. But we've got our own beauty in the desert. Absolutely. And it's very different from anywhere else. I mean, just just look at our plant material. People come here so that they can see the saguaros and the cactus and enjoy what we have. You know, we're the Wild West. So, hey, hey. we we are different. Yes. So, so, you know, in a nutshell, how does our limited water affect urban landscapes in the desert, do you think? It's it's becoming more and more prevalent that you actually have to be aware of your water usage. And One of the things that I enjoy about what I do is being able to come up with solutions for our clients. You know, I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn things. So I'm always looking, you know, how do we save water? You know, what what's new out there that we right, can use? Right. Those types of things. We have clients who want to plant, but they don't want to put in an irrigation system. Well, we have found that there's a gel-based water 
solution mm-hmm. that you can use. Mm. And you just initially water your plants, hand water them, and it helps them get established. No irrigation system. So there are nice. solutions, but you have to be um, you have to be proactive and you have to think outside the box a lot of the time. All right. Well, I think, Carol, it lends to the question, why don't they want to put in an irrigation system? Other than the fact maybe 25 years from now it'll rot or something or it'll leak. I'm guessing cost. But exactly. is it cost? <laughs> Mainly cost. it is cost, yes. Mm. yes. Because, you know, it's a lazy man's way of watering, isn't it? Mm. You can go yes. away and the thing will work <laughs> automatically and you don't have to worry about <laughs> right? it. Until something gets in there and eats at the bits. That's right. Oh, no. <laughs> so this gel is one thing. All right. You know what? I'm surprised here. I've got to be honest with you, Deborah. I'm very surprised that I don't see more water tanks. See, in Australia now, the government brought in a new rule as an example. Uh, any new home that's built in Queensland must have a big water tank on the side of the house. Nicely shaped. Not, not you know, ugly. Because of the rains. So much rain and when we do get our rains here in Tucson, they come heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So why not save some of that for the rest of the year, uh, you know, and do the garden from that or wash the car from that? And, and a lot of people actually do have them. But uh, there are other ways as well. You know, we often will put in swale work. Uh, river rock swales are a good way to divert water to your plant material. Mm-hmm. Very low cost. Just whatever the cost is for the rocks and the installation of them. Where do you get the rocks from? Where do you knock them off from? Some rivers? <laughs> Come on. Oh, yes, from, from the rock company, of course. <laughs> I see beautiful rocks around. Yes. I often wonder if they've gone up in the hills or something where the streams are. And I love those rocks. But, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of different places around town that are doing some really great things t- to help save water, like mm-hmm. utilizing how they're diverting water on their property. And you wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't even know it unless you knew that right. they had done it. And, of course, if you see fountains... You know, oh, yeah. um, everybody loves water, <laughs> but they, they, they reticulate. They go yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. And birds. Yes. I think the biggest thing is pools. Did you see a time coming? I mean, I worry about the water getting into Tucson. Yes. You know, and, and we share our CAP water with other states, with Nevada and mm-hmm. New Mexico and, of course, California. And there's all those issues, oh, you know. Yes. yes so I, yeah. I'm, I'm very surprised that they have an open channel for the water to get down here. I mean, how much do you dehydrate? How much loses with the sun? Yes. Yes. So you know. it, it's always a concern, you know, in the state mm-hmm. of Arizona has been, and, and Tucson has been looking at how we're going to be utilizing the water that we do have, mm-hmm. you know, and who's going to be getting it. So it's it's a definite concern, and if people aren't aware of it now, they will be in the very near future. And you know how a lot of people are going to become aware of it in the future? Yes, their water bill. My water yeah. bill. <laughs> I'm already nervous. Yes. I'm definitely getting a dank, I tell you. <laughs> With more people becoming aware of sustainability and wanting to conserve our resources, uh, how has that affected your business? It is really starting to affect my business as well as many others. And if you feel like it's not affecting your business and you're in my industry, then you're you're going to be in trouble later on because clients are coming to us. You know, like I said, they're well aware of the bee population problem. They're concerned about the types of chemicals we're putting on the ground Mm -hmm. and they're looking for organic options they want to make sure that uh, the plant material that they're using is is good for the desert environment and that they're saving water so Mm -hmm. all of those things are coming into play now and i think it's going to be more so you just have to be much more aware of it and come up with solutions 
Do you get asked the question much at all from people who are settling in here, coming from the Midwest or back east? And we do have a lot of visitors that also come to uh, Tucson, of course. Do they understand, when you say the B problem, what is it that you explain the, the B problem to be? The B problem is we have had a large amount of B die-off. And I know that... Um, there are scientists trying to figure out exactly what's going on. There's some sort of a mite that the bees get that causes them to die. Mm. And wow. there are chemicals that are typically used in not just landscaping, but mm -hmm. in pest control as well that are damaging to the bees. And so you're looking for other alternatives, you know, to help keep your plants healthy mm -hmm. while not damaging the bee population so, so uh, what you're saying is you know we need the bees we absolutely need the bees the birds all our pollinators it's all part of plants and beautiful yes. nature fascinating carol how's your <laughs> garden doing hmm? oh i need some help <laughs> <laughs> listen but i do have the cistern <laughs> you do oh, there you I go do. very good yep. what about this uh, big event coming up free women network it's not here in tucson it's up in phoenix Right, just exactly. up the road a piece. Yes, I'm very excited to announce that um, we were picked out of 118 chapters in North America to host the How to Scale Your Business for Greater Impact, Revenue, and Prosperity Success Summit with Sandra Yancey. The founder of eWomen Network. Yes. So you're telling me the Tucson chapter? We're going to take a bus on up there. No, no, no. You were picked for this? No, no. Phoenix was picked oh, for this. Oh, Phoenix was picked? Yes. What's the matter with Tucson? Well, <laughs> we we collaborated a bit, and we thought that, you know, <laughs> we, we'd take a bus up because we have a lot of fun riding up on yeah, that bus. Yeah, I bet you it so. is. That's, that's, that's packed out, and the event is packed out. Is that right? I, I think we have 10 spots left. So. Heavens above. Yes. So Almost sold out. Big event. Is it a rah-rah, like, you know, like a network meeting, or is it just a – what is it? It's Give actually, me an idea. Um, it's a summit where Sandra's going to come in and talk um, about scaling your business. And she knows about the buying power and understands the entrepreneurial shift. And um, so it's next Tuesday and it's going to be fun, high energy, and you will not only leave inspired and re-energized about your business, but you're mm -hmm. going to be able to put some of that stuff into action immediately. Well, of course, we are both live streaming and podcasting, which means the live stream is now about next Tuesday. Right. But when this is still heard nine months from now somewhere around the world, it won't be next Tuesday. You understand, <laughs> right, right? right? Okay, but it's going to be fantastic. There'll be another one somewhere near them, maybe. <laughs> That's very, very good. I'll, I'll, um, I'll um, want to hear feedback on that because I... <laughs> You know, I think I'm hoping it's going to be great for you because you do a lot of good work in the community. We do. You help a lot of women. And there's a, you know, I think the latest statistics on small businesses, there's more women than men actually uh, launching new, uh, small businesses now. I think right now that that, right. Is, that is true. And they need all the help they can get. Yep. There's no doubt about yes. it. Tell us a little bit more about the speaker and the founder, Sandra Yancey. Sandra Yancey is an everyday woman from a small town who has grown a multi-million dollar global empire. She is just like you and me, which is what I love about her. And she will be breaking down some uh, breakthrough ideas into real simple steps that any of us can act on today to reach our goals. There you go. You've that's, memorized that's that quite important. well. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sandra Yancey. I've, you know, like I said, I've known her for eight years. Um, I signed up as soon as she came to speak in Phoenix, I think, was the first summit um, that I went to. And I signed up as membership and signed up for conference. And I was on board 
She's awesome and she's really down to earth and you can just talk to her like any other person. Boy, would I like to be a fly in that bus, I'll tell you. You're listening to Tucson Means Business with Mark Bishop and we're going to be right back in just a second. I hope you're enjoying Tucson Means Business, proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club right here in Tucson. And, of course, within the club is the infamous hidden jewel of the desert. And I'm referring to the Rincon Grill. And the lady that makes that tick is Mackenzie Taylor. Hi there. Hi. You are a chef extraordinaire, so everybody's raving about you. (laughs) And when you say a new menu comes out every now and again, what constitutes a new menu? How do you derive at that do you do surveys do you ask people i mean how do, how do you how do you know what to do Absolutely. We really want to keep our guests in mind. So the Rincon Mountain Grill has a lot of diverse business, right? We have the golf guys coming in and they want to be able to grab some some delicious food. And we also have people who are really craving a local uh, hotspot for dinner. So we want to really cater to all of our members and our guests. Uh, we are open to the public. So we really want people in the community to be able to just come in for dinner and lunch and join us. Everything that we do with the menu, we take everyone everyone's opinions and thoughts into account. So, uh, for example, our blackened mango shrimp was on our happy hour menu for Mm. a month and a half, and we got a lot of great feedback on that item. Blackened, Uh, what's it called? Blackened shrimp and mango lettuce cups. Okay. They're really fantastic. It's a house-made blackening season, and we use that on the shrimp. We saute that up. Okay. And then put that into a crisp romaine lettuce cup with a homemade uh, mango salsa. Okay. And some fresh sliced avocado, and it is fantastic. (laughs) So it's the feedback that says, you know what, this one stays. Yes. This one goes. So what else have you concocted lately? Well, um, the lettuce cups have really taken off because a lot of the feedback we're getting is that people want to eat things uh, that are healthier and lighter. And, for example, our club sandwich. Obviously, it's a big hit. Um, but we want to offer that to people who are being on the keto diet or who are gluten-free or taking their health more seriously. Right. So we have transformed our Rincon Club into our Rincon Club wrap. And that's lettuce boats that are filled with our ham and our turkey, our gar- garlic aioli, some mm-hmm. tomato. So it's a beautiful take on something that we already have on the menu, but it just makes it more accessible for people who are trying to kind of watch what they're eating. And, and that's, that's very awesome. good. That's very thoughtful of you. And you are caring of the fact about gluten-free and so on. Absolutely. Gluten-free, we take extremely seriously. We have a beautiful gluten-free cauliflower crust pizza um, that's fantastic, and we get a lot of great feedback on. So that's definitely not coming off the menu because of the feedback that we get from that. Although I guess the question would always be there. I mean, yucky, what's it taste like? I mean, really? Is it still a good crust? <laughs> it tastes delicious. It's actually a mozzarella and cauliflower blend. So when you bite into that crust, it's nice and crispy. It holds up, and it has like a cheesy, beautiful taste to it that really complements any of our pizzas. So I, I actually eat that regularly, and I'm not even uh, gluten intolerant. So. Mm. Mm, very yeah. nice. Now, what about um, uh, appetizers now? Appetizers. Oh, we have a beautiful new uh, pesto garlic bread that we do out of our pizza kitchen, and that's on our new dinner menu. Uh, we've actually, one of our big new menu items is we've transferred all of our cherry tomatoes into heirloom tomatoes, which is really uh, exciting to note because heirloom tomatoes have so much more flavor and they're so much more colorful. So they really add a lot to our dish. So whether it's our side salad 
or our Cobb salad, you're getting heirloom tomatoes. Okay. And an heirloom tomato, is it shaped the same? Is, is it? Um, sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. So they're, they're just older tomatoes, right? That seed has been around longer. And so they have so much more flavor than the ones that are being... Henceforth the heirloom. Yes, okay. modified today. So they're just really, really super tasty and juicy and yellows and greens and reds and oranges. It's beautiful. Lovely. And we're going to talk about, perhaps a little bit later, about uh, the wine dinners, mm. which are very special at the club, at the yes. Rincon Mountain Grill. But just about Anybody that comes in there, if you'd like to meet Mackenzie, all you've got to do is say, hey, is Macker about? I'd like <laughs> to meet her. And she'd gladly come out and say hello, yes? Absolutely, absolutely. I really love to come to the dining room and see all of our guests and really get some feedback from what they like. And that just continues to help our new menus build, too. So absolutely, please do not hesitate. I would love to meet you. Let's get back to Tucson Means Business. So thanks to the 49ers Golf and Country Club and their wonderful situation out there. And if you haven't been out yet, take a little trip out to uh, out to Tankerville Road and just go out there and pass the school that's on the right-hand side. You, even if you just go for a cup of coffee and a bit of a view of the mountains, it's beautiful. Okay. Now, I want to ask you, Deborah, there was something that um, you touched on. People are becoming more aware what about our uh, gardens here? You know, some cities uh, around America have wonderful garden shows and people come from all different states to go to them and visit them. Do we have any big representation at all in Tucson that can attract people, do you think? Is there going to be something in the future, maybe? Well, we have a lot of different events that go on. Of course, we've got the Tucson Botanical Gardens. That's a wonderful place to go to find out more about our desert vegetation and the University of Arizona Extension Center, the uh, Smartscapes program that I am a member of their committee, they're going to be having a sustainable expo coming up in March. Cool. So that'll show you know different types of plants. Um, there will be different companies there who are specializing in sustainability as well as the City of Tucson Water Department. It's a good place to go. So this is a thing where the public can go, walk around, look at all the different companies with stalls and so on that may have new ideas. Yes, and definitely. And, you know, things that can save your water bill. Yes. Right. That's what it's all about. Well, I'm going to go to that. That would be interesting. I'd like to do that. What do you think the biggest challenges of being a woman business owner in a male-dominated field are? Oh, my goodness. When I first started my business, the first question I would get is, where is your husband? Oh, and I, of course, said, I, this, you know, Mind his own business, he, he where's yours? <laughs> he doesn't work in the business with me. Right. So it, I think it took longer for people to actually uh, trust me, and I had to prove myself, which I think if you're a man in this business, it's, it's less so. You still have to prove yourself. Come on, let's let's analyze this a little. Let's <laughs> let's dig deeper, shall we? Um, I haven't been to your premises, but I intend to go to have a look. Now, if one walked into your office, for starters, as the owner or anything, would you see all your awards on the wall? In the office, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that gives me a little bit of credibility if I get in there. Mm -hmm. Now, but I've walked onto the premises, or being the land itself, and I'm looking at plants and this and that, and I would expect what a male to have to come to serve me. Yes, and typically I meet with my clients on their site, so ah. I go to them. So, so they ring the nursery? 
So right. Actually, you know, the nursery's totally separate from us. Yeah, well, you're a big company. That's the <laughs> wrong terminology, isn't it? You know, the landscaping and the nursery's just a division of it and so on. So uh, they called you for landscaping, then you go out. Right. Okay. Right. So I go and meet with them. One of the good things about being a woman, though, is when I would meet with women who were looking for a landscaper, they would oftentimes be very excited because they were, were looking forward to actually working with a woman. And I think that uh, understanding a woman more, because of course I'm a woman as well, <laughs> it, that was a definite advantage. But once we'd been in business for a couple of years and we had a track record and mm -hmm. people could rely on us and we were had our reputation, then things have changed. And I think it's not such a big deal anymore. And I really don't get the same question that I used to get. Mm. And I'm a lot more confident in what I'm doing as well. I would have thought it, uh, it was becoming more so that, oh, beaut, there's a woman who owns the company or there's a woman that's going to serve me. It seems to be, uh, you know, the fellas have got a bad reputation in a lot of cases. Well, and, and, you know, um, oftentimes the woman in a business in this industry is the wife working in the office. Yes. She's running the office and the husband is out running the field. Mm -hmm. And so when I, um, when I was a finalist for the total, uh, landscape magazines award, I was the only woman business owner in that. And there was one other couple who had a landscape business, but other than that, it was all men. Mm. And so I, you know, it just kind of proved to me, you know, that, there are a few of us, though there are many more, and especially arborists. Uh, when I was first going to the arborist conferences, there were very few women, and now there are so many more. And I actually have a few landscape business owner friends who are women now. So there you go. things are changing. E-women power, huh? That's exactly. right. Tell you Carol could tell you. Yes. Listen, this book I've got here, it's a sexy little thing. It's lovely. <laughs> uh, how did you Very come sexy. to write a book about desert landscaping in the first place? Oh, my God. That was a labor of love. Three years of my life. <laughs> mm, smells <laughs> to new, too. That. But um, I wrote it all myself. Mm -hmm. uh, all the photos are mine. I found someone to edit the book for me, someone to do the book cover for me, and I self-published on Amazon. I have a, uh, a, a book company that actually prints a book for me. So there are a lot Very of things good. that went into it, but as I said, I love to learn things, and this was a joy to do. And to be able to hand it to a prospect, if you're a business owner and you can hand them your book, instead of giving them your business card, I think that really sets you up. Oh, very much so. It's very powerful. And not everybody can do a book, you understand. And that's why <laughs> I offer this service in Tucson that I do to businesses yes. and small businesses because having their own show and doing a podcast is like writing a book. And right. it gives them Absolutely. a chance to, to really get out there, you know. Yes. That's fantastic. So, well, good luck with that. It's on Amazon.com. And, I mean, what is it on Amazon.com? I, I had to buy tires for my golf cart the other day. You wouldn't, oh, no. believe what I, you wouldn't believe what I went through going retail. And then I ended up half the price at Amazon. Wow. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. they're going to do funerals next. God, that's oh, What do you enjoy uh, most about your business, do you think, Deborah? You know, and being a business owner. It's definitely... The variety and the change from day to day, you just never know what you're going to be doing. As a small business owner, you know, I do the sales and marketing. I deal directly with my employees. I deal with my clients. 
I get to go out and, you know, help with the planting and to see the work that we're doing and just to see the difference that we can make and understand and know that someone's going to enjoy this. They're going to go out into their yard with their kids and they're going to have fun or if they live in a community, they're going to drive in and they'll be happy to see what things look like and that it's going to increase their property values because that's a big thing. Or you're going to go to a commercial property and park your car and just have a nice experience. Hmm. All of those things. Nice on the eyes. Yes. (laughs) Very nice on the eyes. That's fabulous. You've done a wonderful job and full credit to you. And we'll give out all your information. All your information is going to stay online permanently uh, on the Business Radio X site here in Tucson with your photograph as well. So any live streaming listeners right now can uh, give it a couple of days uh, and uh, you'll be able to meet her yourself that way. You'll have all the contact details of the Twitter and the Facebooks and the this and the that. There's a lot today, isn't there, Carol? Hey? Yeah. I still don't know how to do it well. My wife screams at me, but she lives on the thing. He's got friends all over the world, you know. What did we do before that? Tell right. me. I have no idea. <laughs> Tell me. It's uh, the 11th Annual Women's Success Summit. Correct. And it's called a Success Summit because a lot of women get together and they learn. Yes. The speakers themselves share, do they, um, how they got there? Yes, that's part of what I love about Sandra Yancey is she will share her story. And she's very truthful and uh, about having her her business start in the garage of her house and you know, it's she just she's so successful now that she shares it. Like she, everything is about lifting as we climb, give first. Is it all across always, America? All across America. In every, all, nationally, really. Nationally uh, in every Interna- city. Internationally. We have a, a a chapter in Australia, actually two chapters, I think, now in Australia. We're in Canada, mm-hmm. Europe, yeah. In Europe as all well? All over the place. So are we talking every city in America? Not quite. But, <laughs> we but getting there, 118 huh? chapters right now. Wow, that'd be yes. fun if you have national big conferences where <laughs> right. people can fly in and so We do on. have an, a conference in July. Yeah, where's that one? That's going to be in Dallas. Texas. Yeah. Everything's big it, in Texas, it, huh? Yep. <laughs> I got to get my big hair on. <laughs> Carol, why are you doing this interview? What What do you want women in business to know? Well, I want people, women, or some men, we take men as well, um, that are sitting out there and they're an entrepreneur or a business owner. Hang on a minute. This is eWomen Network. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about, men? Yes, we have emails. You mean up on the bus? No. Well, you could take the bus up too, but we also have men that join that serve women and in the chapter. we call them our emails stone the crows emails <laughs> email, email. don't That's give up great. your day Joe. It's very good <laughs> very funny ha, ha, ha. <laughs> this is tucson means business our comedian for today is carol johnson yes. <laughs> now that's interesting well you blew me away then i didn't realize men were in the chapter yeah we do have a few men that are actual members i'd find that awkward if i was a woman yeah and i've had a few guests you hear what I said? as well yeah awkward i would find it awkward <laughs> yeah how do how do we am i wrong in saying that not necessarily because most men and women are out networking so okay coming to an event like everybody's that, happy right yeah all right <laughs> See, it's not sexist anymore, Deborah. You don't have to be either a woman or a man, and, and this in between now as well. You know, I, I can't keep up with it. What about becoming, uh, in fact, before becoming a managing director? What did you do, Carol? Uh, that is when I started my business in 2011 um, as Successful Solutions, and, and that's when you started that. What did you do before that? 
Um, I know you had a bit of a, a lot of tragic in your life and all of that, but when you left college and you went to work, and did you have dreams or aspirations at well, all? Actually, then? my my pre life was in construction, so ah. I I actually was one. I'm one of the few people that used my degree. I got a degree in interior design. Really, but I liked space planning, so I actually did all the drawings for um, the construction projects that we had. How and I also that? used to bid jobs, so I used to work specific, look specifically for women-owned businesses to bid jobs for us. There you go. Yeah. Oh, favoritism there. Uh-huh. Ah. Yes. <laughs> eh? Women-owned businesses. Especially women-minority-owned businesses. That's well, even there a double Because, yeah. of course, you'd actually also, in that role, would be considering the landscaping. Yes. Wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I bid it all. <laughs> well, we've got a little bit of time left. I want to get into stuff that... Um, what do your clients struggle with most? So, um, as I mentioned earlier, it was the um, taking care of themselves, um, but they also struggle with setting boundaries and, um, you know, really just learning to take care of themselves and to protect themselves. So why is it important to, uh, to set uh, healthy boundaries, do you think? So the reason it's uh, important to set healthy boundaries is because it protects not only you, but everyone around you. And uh, if you're communicating those um, needs to the people you love, then you can manage better and you're taking care of yourself and your time management is also better because you're not dealing with everything that comes your way because you're setting those boundaries and putting a stop to some things that are headed your way. (laughs) Well, having your own business, I mean, it can take over your life if you let it. Exactly. And that's not not good. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) So uh, what does setting a boundary look like then? So um, there's several different areas you can set a boundary. So the seven different areas in life that I work with my clients with are family and relationships, which could be your kids, your parents, your friends, Physically, it can be your health, your food, your exercise. Financially is not only creating a budget, but making sure you don't go in debt for the holidays or anything like that. Um, lifestyle, depending on your grandma, you know, yes. I was a single mom. Now I'm a blended family. So there's spiritual. There's lots of different areas mm-hmm. that you can set boundaries. Is there one you can uh, give my listeners right now, give um the listeners, whether they're male or female, a really good boundary that works that you like one of your favorites, maybe. Well, one of the most important, I would say, is setting boundaries with your family. Sometimes we um, just let them do and or say whatever they want, and it's uncomfortable sometimes. So I think um, just letting people know in love, of course, that you can't handle certain situations or you don't like it when they say this to you or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's a really key life lesson. So, Carol Johnson, you are the managing director and chief cook and bottle washer <laughs> of uh, <laughs> Successful Solutions here in Tucson. Uh, you're pretty busy with that. How do you juggle the women network with that? So... E-Women Network is my baby right now, so I put a lot of time and effort into that. But I've also met more people, so I, you know, we'll get more clients out of that. 
Okay. So, so, I mean, it's know, a win-win situation. It's a win-win. Yeah. It's give and take. Um, a couple of the things, eWomenNetwork.com is one site. Uh, Carol Johnson at eWomenNetwork.com as the managing director if you need to link to her. But all this will be going onto the site, okay, on uh, on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com. That's all you've got to do is go to that. <laughs> Let, I'm going to come. I want to ask you, and the same for Deborah, is all of her information as well is all going to be there. We're not going to rattle through that. What I want to do is this now, because we've got limited time, a couple of minutes, in fact. I'd like to close with this, because you are advising, okay? And you've been great guests, and I hope the show's helped some people, particularly a woman who may just get the impetus to say, you know what, I want to be like them. I can I can do this. You know, I'm, I'm done being down, right? Because we all go there in life one way or another. So, Carol, if I was to ask you when you look back and you think about everything you've been through and what you've achieved and, uh, you know, it's extremely credible to you that what you've done, what do you think would be the, the, the hardest thing you had to face, you had to make a decision on deep down? Well, the, the biggest challenge I had was the whole cancer process. Um, and trying to, like, I didn't know until I actually had surgery whether I had cancer or not. So that was really hard, um, the not knowing. And so that was probably the, the most difficult thing of going through. But um, huh, I don't know. I, I lost my mom with cancer. Yeah. It's not a great disease, it's not, is it? It's not yeah. fun. But it's beatable. And, but it was too late but, for her, you see. And right. she was only 58. Right. So very young. Well, for, for getting cancer, I guess thyroid cancer is the best cancer you're going to get. Um, it's a slow-growing cancer, um, but just the not knowing and right. that kind the stress of thing alone. is really Doesn't stressful. Doesn't the stress alone mm -hmm. increase it? Worry? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we all bring that on because we let our bodies um, go, so to speak. And so it allows us to bring that cancer in. Mm -hmm. and when we're not taking care of ourselves, that's what happens. So, you know, I was super stressed even before separating. So what did you do to help you get through it? So that's when I started um, taking care of me, eating healthier, um, working out, exercising, and really just starting to spend time with my family, staying focused in the moment and okay. you know, that kind of thing. That's what you've got to do. Yeah. All right. And, and you've just got to get up and do it. Yeah. You do. Yeah, you got to take them baby steps. Deborah, you're not right, going to get away. <laughs> you're not getting away with this, okay? When you look back at your life and career, uh, you know, you did you have any idea you'd be doing what you're doing now? I really didn't. I worked for a management company for many years, and in addition to running the administration for the landscape division, I ran the accounting department, I did human resources, I was the assistant to the owner. So it really helped me understand business. But when I had an opportunity to do something, I mean, this is just what I really wanted to do. And I mean, one of the most challenging things that I found was it can be really lonely to be a business owner mm -hmm. because so many people just don't understand what it entails and what you have to go through and the decisions you have to make and the choices. So I found it very important to create <laughs> relationships that 
were empowering and find other women business owners and other business owners in my industry mm-hmm. who could help to support me and I could support them because people just have no idea what you go through as a business owner unless you've done it. Right. Yeah, I know. It's not all cracked up to be, you know, I mean, it's the unknown quantity. Um, you've got a way up. Do I go into business? Am I prepared to work 24-7 just about? Am I prepared to be alone and not do much with friends? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like purgatory. I mean, why would I do Am I, a, you know, a sadist or what? Why would I do it? Because why do we do it? Why do you do it? I do it because I want to help others. And that drives you no matter what. Yeah, but I, there's got to be I a balance. Sadness in others, and I want to. Yeah, there is a balance. You have to have yes. a, a work-life balance. You've got to have a work-life. Sure. You got nuts. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. Yeah, I it have, matter I what have you my got. downtime. Yeah. Yep. So Deborah, you'd agree with that. Yes. And you found that now. You had to learn mm-hmm. to find friends yes. of the same ilk. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and and condition yourself to do that. So if you're thinking about getting into a business, you've heard two of the best. That's what you've got to do. Okay. And I trust you enjoyed the show. Tucson means business to wonderful guests today. I had Carol Johnson, who is the um, second chances coach, if you like. She's the managing director of that. And it's called Successful Solutions. Easy. Look it up on Google. Boom. You're there. This day and age. A lovely lady. And also uh, now the uh, managing director of E-Women Network. Network. It was the title I wasn't quite sure. Of E-Women Network, a fabulous organization for women in town, a great chapter, and they do a lot of wonderful stuff between each other. And my other lovely guest, I'm I'm scared of the surname, the Munoz I've got, all right? (laughs) Uh, Deborah Munoz, (laughs) the old man will kill me if I don't say, help me again. Chacon. 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 It's lovely, isn't it? You did Chacon. very, very lovely, yes. <laughs> Chacon. Uh, who, of course, has the wonderful Sonoran Oasis landscaping. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's out, um, where is it again? What's the address? Uh, we are on the east side of town. We're on 29th Street between Alvernon and Columbus. Between Alvernon and, and Columbus. And you can, you can find us at yeah. www.sonoran-oasis.com. There you go. And there's another one. And, uh, uh, you know, you can email her personally if you want to chat, dmunoz at sonoran-oasis.com. But, of course, the website's the big thing because you can learn a lot from that as well. And, uh, you know, you can always get in touch with them. But come to the site, Tucson Business Radio X. We're part of the fastest-growing business network across America. And I'm super proud to have these ladies on the show this month, proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. And I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. And thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Mark.